This is the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. A man who's gone through hell, but he's kept going and he's smart and he's strong and people love him. Not everybody, but people love him and respect him. Roger Stone. Now, here's Roger Stone. Back on the Roger Stone Show here at 77 WABC Radio. I want to remind you that you can listen to us at 770 AM on your AM dial if you live in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area where I grew up. Or you can listen to us at WABCRadio.com where we are streaming worldwide. Now it is my privilege uh, to be joined by one of the true rising stars in the American, uh, the America First movement, as well as uh, the Republican Party, uh, Carrie Lake, a veteran broadcaster who then decided that she was going to leave journalism to try to help save her state and country, joins me now on the Roger Stone Show. Carrie Lake, welcome. It's so good to be back, Roger. Thanks for having me this morning. Uh, I have said this uh, before, and you have uh, been uh, generous enough to come on uh, my uh, daily uh, broadcast at StoneZone.Live, which is on every day at 5 o'clock, that that in my view, uh, I've been in this business 45 years. I'm a veteran of 13 Republican presidential campaigns. I cut my teeth with Richard Nixon. I was privileged to work on three campaigns for uh, Governor, then President Ronald Reagan. Uh, I was a uh, staff assistant uh, in the U.S. Senate to Senator Bob Dole, one of the greatest men of the 20th century, uh, in my opinion, uh, and, uh, of course, uh, a uh, 45-year friend uh, and advisor to perhaps our greatest president, Donald J. Trump. I have never seen or never met uh, a more charismatic, more effective communicator than Carrie Lake. Wow. Well, the pressure's on then. I better not stumble my way through this interview. Uh, you've worked for some of the greats. Uh, and I agree with you, President Trump, you said maybe our greatest, finest president. I, I believe he will go down in history as the greatest president in the United States history and, and really, truly one of the greatest leaders in human history. I think he's that consequential. And I think we're at that consequential of a moment in not just American history, but in uh, world history as well. And that's why I'm doing everything I can to uh, just remind people that What's happened to him and the reason that he's, um, I guess, polarizing is he's actually not a polarizing figure. The media has created this hatred toward him. And, you know, working 30 years in the media, I feel it's my responsibility to let people know you have been bamboozled by the media. You've been victim of a smear campaign, the greatest, uh, most effective smear campaign we've ever seen on a single individual I think in our in our country's history. So I'm trying to get the truth out about President Trump. You know him, Roger, as do I. He's an incredible man. He doesn't need any of this, but he wants so desperately to save our country and that he's willing to stay in the fight. Uh, that encourages me to stay in the fight. And um, that's just what I'm doing right now. Uh, 
Folks, uh, Carrie Lake is the daughter of a teacher and a nurse. She grew up in Iowa, the site of the all-important first presidential Republican caucuses. Uh, she had eight siblings, and believe me, she learned the value of hard work. Uh, fascinated by people's stories, she decided to pursue a career in the news industry where she would become a symbol of truth in journalism, something we don't see much anymore, but ultimately rejected the agenda-driven press and walked away from mainstream media after 27 extraordinarily successful years. Now, Carrie Lake ran for governor. She ran one of the most uh, intense, exciting, upbeat uh, campaigns that I have ever seen. Uh, yet at the end of the day, I feel, as do many of her supporters, uh, that victory was stolen from her. It is indisputable that a voter tabulation machine that takes a 19-inch long piece of paper uh, but is but is specifically and purposely sent a 20-inch piece of uh, a, a ballot that the machine will reject and that that takes place just coincidentally in the 60 in 65% of the most republican precincts in Maricopa County uh, and this is just the the tip of the iceberg in terms of the level of shenanigans uh in the Arizona election uh you did have some judicial victories this week Kerry tell us about that cuz Many people, including me, are still sore that you are not in your rightful place uh, in the Arizona governor's mansion. Well, it, it's uh, maybe I should be flattered that they had to throw literally everything, including the kitchen sink, at me to stop our movement. And But the funny thing is the movement has just grown, grown stronger. And they thought after they sabotaged Election Day and, and stole our victory right in front of our eyes, everybody saw it, that we would just go away, walk away, and try again next time. But there is no next time if we don't restore faith in our election. So I have uh, decided that I will put everything I have into restoring elections and reforming elections so that every vote, whether you're the most liberal Democrat or the most conservative Republican or somewhere in between, Every legal vote counts, and you can go to bed on election night knowing that the results are honest, and you can live with those results. But right now, we don't have that. We did have a victory this week. You know, we've been uh, talking about mail-in ballots and what a uh, cheating mechanism that is for, frankly, the deep state. That's who's behind this. It's not just Democrats who are behind it. There's some pretty dirty Republicans as well. And they throw out millions of mail-in ballots. They have no chain of custody. 300,000 had no chain of custody in our election. Those are invalid ballots, should never be counted. But we knew that the election signatures were not matched. We saw how in one of our cases we proved that they were matching signatures with just sitting there and hitting a button going match, 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 approved, 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 without even comparing signatures. The victory this week came when um, the uh, Secretary of State and the county recorders are now ordered to actually match the signature on those mail-in ballots with the original signature that you applied for your voter registration with. Right now, they're matching them to a bunch of different, if they're matching them at all, scribbles that aren't even your signature. And so it is a victory, and we're having little victories here and there. I've got a court case um, coming up. We pushed one of our cases trying to get rid of these machines. It's moving into the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And I have another um, 
couple of dates uh, for trial later this month to get our hands on, as a public record request, the actual envelopes that people mail back their ballot in. Because we want to prove and show people these signatures don't match, or in many cases, there is no signature at all on that affidavit envelope. And we're just going to, in a court of, in a court of public opinion, show that our elections are theater and filled with fraud. Because the people demand or should know how bad the elections are. We may not be able to, um, you know, make a judge do the right thing, but when the people wake up, they're going to demand honest elections. And I think we're getting real close to that point happening. Uh, politics is always about the future, not about the past. Many, many people here on Rumble asking me, um, is Carrie Lake going to run for the U.S. Senate? Oh, boy. <laughs> you just threw that right out there, huh? Um, I'm thinking about it, Roger. But I, I want people to know I'm not that if I do that, it doesn't mean I'm walking away from these cases. These cases are too important. And by trying to reform elections and working to reform elections, because we've seen in 2020, also in 2022, and frankly, in, in elections prior to those elections, a lot of fraud. That doesn't mean we have our you know, are, we're living in the past. We are trying to protect the future. And without honest elections, we can't get great candidates in. We can't get great policies. You can't tell me that the people of America voted for a guy who sat in his basement, who on day one opened up our borders, uh, caused strife in the world after having, you know, four years of peace under President Trump and, and tanked our economy. People didn't vote for that. But if we don't get our elections squared away, then we'll never be able to get the people we want in office to uh, bring about solutions to these problems we have. So I am considering that we have an opportunity to pick up a Senate seat, that right now we have a hardcore leftist sitting in office. She's trying to claim that she's now an independent because she knows that she can't win in the Democrat primary. And she votes with, uh, with uh, what's his name, Turniphead. <laughs> Chuck Schumer. No, Chuck Schumer. I was actually talking about Biden. Oh, yes. Call Chuck Schumer turnip head as well. <clears throat> she votes with Biden 93% of the time. And there's another guy running who is incredibly far left to the point of, of socialist Democrat. And he votes with uh, Biden almost 100% of the time. So that's not representative of the people of Arizona. The people of Arizona want somebody who's going to go back to D.C. and fight for them. And, and fight to bring about common sense policies. And frankly, when we get President Trump back in there, we need to have a senator who's going to have his back and help make sure that his Agenda 47 is implemented. So I'm giving it serious thought. I'm leaning toward doing it, and I'll be making a decision here in the next month or so. Well, look, you're, you're very shrewd. I have huge respect for your political instincts, even though you are new to the political game. As I said, I, I think you... You ran a terrific campaign uh, with uh, with very strong messaging for secure borders, energy independence, safe streets and communities, education rather than indoctrination in our schools, pushing back against the radical left agenda. Uh, you talked about preserving Western heritage that makes Arizona a special state. You clearly understand that there's no point in running for the Senate if we cannot have free, fair honest, transparent election. So I was in not in any way suggesting that you are walking away from that fight. And you will have to make a decision about 
from what position are you best positioned to to fight uh, what I think is what Donald Trump calls the final battle? Uh, I read, I guess, two days ago that on Arizona's border with Mexico, they have welded open 118 doors, allegedly so some rare species of antelope can come and go, when in fact we have taken in 8 million new illegal immigrants into this country, uh, which explains the spike in violent crime across the country. Uh, cities like New York City on the on the verge of complete destruction uh, as the the uh, the federal government moves these illegal immigrants uh, into luxury hotels, gives them a preloaded credit card, uh, gives them a cell phone, uh, gives them transportation. Uh, it, it, the whole thing boggles the mind. What is the what is the immigration situation right there uh, in Arizona? Oh, it's absolutely horrible. I mean, our our state has been taken over. And again, you know, fraudulent, corrupt elections have consequences, deadly consequences. You're right. Those gates have been welded in the open position. The Democrats always seem to care about every species of animal except for the homo sapien, especially ones who are um, citizens of the United States. They don't care about American citizens. And literally tens of thousands of people are pouring across our southern border every day. Um, you know, more than the, the, the more have come across than the entire population of Arizona under Joe Biden and probably even more than whatever the official numbers are. I'm, I'm imagining that they're, um, they're actually very low, the ones that the Biden administration is putting out. You know, these are jobs that are being given to people that are, that are being taken from Americans. These are, uh, kids who are going to be in our schools now, we're paying for that education, and it's going to, to the detriment of our own children. These are uh, social services that are not available to Americans now because they are going to people here illegally. And most frighteningly, I read uh, a statistic the other day. In the past eight nine months, 18,000 fighting-age men from communist China have come across our border illegally. When you see the people coming across, these are not families coming across. These are all, almost all fighting age men. And they don't, they don't care about American history. They don't understand our history. They don't understand our values. And we are going to see, and we are seeing the complete decimation of America. When you flood it with this many people in invasion and in infiltration, you lose your, your country's identity. You destabilize your, uh, your communities. And that's exactly what's happening. And people have been afraid to speak out. But I think that with what's happening in New York City and other cities around the country, we are even seeing Democrats now speak out and say, wait a minute, this is not safe. This is not the right thing to do. And I I think I even saw the mayor of New York speaking out and saying he disagrees with uh, the border being wide open. So we're, we're seeing a shift in how people perceive this. And the real bottom line is people are saying Trump was right. He was right to want to have that border secure. I worked in Arizona as a journalist for 27 years in Arizona, and I'd never seen that border more secure than under President Trump. And on day one, Joe Biden pulled all of that back, and he is systematically destroying America. You know, I was just down on the border about a week ago. I was talking to a man. He said he worked at a funeral home. 
said the cartels, he, was in, he said this in a hushed tone because he's afraid to speak out. He said the cartel crime on this side of the border is so bad and everybody sees it and everyone's afraid to say anything. He said he was working at a funeral home and a young man had, they were preparing for his funeral, uh, preparing the body for the funeral. And he said his wrists had both been cut with a circular saw just deep enough for him to slowly bleed out. It was a cartel crime. That's how they, that's how they, uh, you know, get their revenge and enact when you, if you cross the cartels, they don't kill you pleasantly. They kill you in the most unpleasant way. And he said, he's seeing things like this all the time. Doesn't make the news, but this is the kind of crime that's happening in our cities and, and states all over this country because the cartels have more power and control than we the people do. All right. Unfortunately, we are out of time because I could talk to you all day. Uh, very honored to have Carrie Lake, a true voice for the silent majority, someone fighting back against the relentless assault on all our freedoms, uh, and a woman who I predict her greatest public service lies yet ahead. Thank you very much, Carrie, for joining us on The Roger Stone Show. Thank you, Roger, and thank you for your lifetime of work in um, the American political system to truly get some of the greats elected and support them and stand up for them. I really appreciate you. Thank you. God bless you.